Hello everyone. Design is intelligence made visible. Mentoring hundreds of people for design. Our special guest, Karthi Savaraman, the founder of ventures like Ogma and Experian, leading initiative like Women in Product and building an ecosystem to solve problems. Karthi is with us to share our experience of nearly two decades with the universe of design. Welcome to Ninja Talks, a place where experts share their experiences just like this one. I'm your co-host, Snake. I'm your co-host, Rhea. Excited for today's topic, the universe of design. Thank you, Karthi. Thank you for having me. I feel so old when you say two decades. But yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. So, Karthi, how is your experience with design in everyday life for the rest of us? Uh, I don't really split design from my life. So, in many words, I don't call it as a profession or a, uh, you know, I, I, I don't understand this work-life balance, first thing first. Second is, I can't split design from how I problem solve in office versus how I problem solve at home. We kind of problem solve every minute of our life in many, many ways. So my perspective is design is at the center for me. And then everything, every other problem takes a different form and shape and we just go ahead and solve them. So that's how I look at design, the sawdust of design or the stardust of design. One of it will be there. Yes, I also agree the same. Your experience with industries like pharma, e-commerce, technology, education, business. So how have you seen design evolving with these industries? I did not see design evolve per se. Probably, you know, we are trying to be more uh, realized these days with design. But there is nothing like, you know, there is something new coming. But design was always there, okay? Just that now technology is emerging. Other things are emerging, so design is kind of coming to life. But it was always there because for 100,000 years or whatever number of years, human beings didn't change. And the center of design is the human part of it. And I don't think at least for another 100 years, let's say it safely, till you and I are alive, it's not going to change. So. There is nothing like an evolution per se. Um, I don't want to use that word in a wrong way, but we we are trying to use design over a period of time better. We are making our lives better and better because when we start solving problems at one level, then we are like, okay, uh, we arrived and we go to level two and level three. So that's how I see design being used at different levels. If you want to call it evolution, yeah, it, it kind of, sounds like a cool word but evolution means that things have changed in in our case the human nature hasn't changed just the utilization has changed isn't it i mean that's that's my view we feel the experience if you talked about experience 20 years ago people would be like let it first work then we'll talk about experience right um if if username and a password worked it's a big deal today we are jiggling and wiggling with it it's a very different feeling right so I think we, we had to finish functional, reliable, durable, convenience. And now we are slowly coming to meaningful significance, performance. It's, it's, it's getting a very different uh, avatar, I would say. So getting involved with hands-on design 
so how do you uh, look at things between let's say when we talk about illustrations or artistic designs on on paper versus digital design so how how do you find similarities or inspiration versus how do you find them as a variant there is this idea that designers are artists and artists are designers which is not true art and design are complete opposite uh, directions why because art is always about pushing boundaries it's kind of going outside and and expressing it doesn't care about utility or problem solving doesn't matter and <laughs> we give a damn about it but when it comes to design it is very utilitarian in nature it's very focused on uh, we have to see what is in the box as well we have to make sure that okay this problem is getting solved this human life is getting better so that is how i distinguish art and design so when when we are coming with illustrations when we are coming with um different you know shapes of it for example if you're using graphic design and if you are trying to bring graphic design into digital design i would say every pixel that comes into digital design has to go towards problem solving otherwise it doesn't make sense if the illustration doesn't make the person understand things better then we are having trouble right so Uh, i can't have just like that an artwork which doesn't make sense in problem solving especially when it comes to digital design it depends because it's very very contextual so dropbox for example used um, illustrations in a very cute way and they were able to tell the story through their explainer video and that said it without using many words they were able to just use illustrations and that's a great way of using um, your artistic side towards telling a story towards solving a problem so that way we can use um, it's not the other way around <laughs> i don't think digital design is adding anything to the art world well that's that's a wonderful realization thanks a lot for that great to hear that so as you said like uh, design is an utility in nature so what is the one thing that you want to say that art of unboxing utility in nature in terms of design well let's go back to how human beings evolved right i mean we are not the strongest species we are not the fastest we are not we are not any anything better than the other animal uh, kingdom uh, but still we are the one who are really ruling the planet in many ways and we are also killing it that's a different story um so when when we really look at how human beings kind of evolved to this kind of power uh over all the uh, species that are there in this planet if you look at it it was always our ability to make tools so we we are kind of lazy if i can use that word so the more and more you know we can be lazy we will do everything possible towards that so tools did that to us it added efficiency to our life it added effectiveness to our life so earlier human being was making a tool and the tool helped and that human being was saying okay i did 90% of the work the tool did 10% of work that is what your stones your hammers your spears those things did and slowly when you moved on you were like 80% 20% 40% 60% now we are slowly getting to like i will do only 20% let my tool do 80% so this is how i see the evolution going to a point where as human beings we can go to um, an extent where we say i don't want to do any work and the work gets done right 
So we want to be productive, we want to be accomplished, but at the same time, we don't want to expend energy. We are an energy conserving species in that sense. So when you put it that way, right, um, the one thing that we want to get to is probably we don't want to do any work and things have to be taken care for us. And still our life needs to be run in a very accomplished and a productive manner. Definitely design is a big, big push towards that because it gives you the needed ability to solve those problems, isn't it? That's a fantastic perspective to look at things. Moving on to next thing, what is the digital product design intensive structure? Your portfolio highlights that a lot. What goes behind that? I have to tell you that uh, that came out of frustration. I hated this term UI UX so much that uh, I wanted to see if I can. So people started um, kind of using this word uh, UI UX like as if they are kind of together. UI is just one way of really uh, making the user go through the experience. It's just one part of it. But experience is much bigger, right? I mean, uh, you, you have made a, a whole and a part together and the part sometimes takes over the whole. I mean, look at, look at all the companies, look at all your JDs. They will be talking about, you should be able to do this, that, sun, moon, earth, sometimes Mars too. That's how the JDs are asking, right? So this UI UX came because a lot of people did not understand neither UI nor UX. Um, UI doesn't exist without UX and UX can exist without the UI. I mean, this is, this is something uh, we have to understand, right? So what we are actually talking about is we are either creating, uh, a, we are solving a problem using one of the forms, either a product or a service or a system or an ecosystem or a space. There's some form and shape given to that. So of course, there is difference between all the forms that I talked about. So especially when we are talking about these products, Earlier, we called it as industrial design when we were doing physical products. We were talking color, material, finish, all that stuff. But now we are talking about pixels and how the screen mobile versus watch versus you know web. That's how we are talking about. So it is nothing but a digital product design. That's all we are doing. We are not doing physical product design. We are not running a workshop and that, that, that subject is completely different. So I wanted to talk about digital product design and especially when we are talking about the entire process, right? Starting from the problem all the way to launching into the market. This entire process is a value creation process. This is what is called as a full stack design, right? So when you're doing a full stack design, you can't be stuck saying that, oh, I'm a visual designer. I am an interaction designer, I'm an information designer, I'm a user experience designer, I am just a user researcher. Fair, fair, you can go ahead and specialize. But when you're saying UI UX, when you're saying digital product design, you're talking about the entire structure. And that is what um, I try to teach. I mean, I know that a lot of you are going to hear from the NIDs and the MIDs and the, <laughs> the other business schools as well. But I realized that none of the universities teach you this. None of the universities are able to get you ready for the industry. Industry readiness is something, I am from the industry, so I know what they expect. And people who come out of college versus what we want in the industry are completely, 
falls apart right so we need to train them for another 8 months so i thought why don't we train them in the beginning to the end only 8 months and just call it done you don't have to have an you know that four year degree or a two year degree or whatever right so that is where i came up with this idea that probably we should just go ahead and do a digital product design intensive the reason the word intensive is very important because um a lot of people ask oh uh, you know design is one subject where you don't have to really have you it can be a self taught designer you cannot be a, a neurologist or a nephrologist as a self taught one right but a designer can be i am like yes i i the, the field is so inclusive because it's it involves human nature it is easier so it is a b c d anybody can design a can is very important underline but just because you can doesn't mean that you can just like that go do it you need to know stuff you need to know the various subjects it's about seven disciplines coming together to make this whole thing possible so that's where i started this digital product design intensive i tried offering it uh, via university so that i can go ahead and do just my consulting and leave the teaching to uh, people who do teaching but unfortunately it looks like uh, they don't want to take up such a long term it's all everything is instant gratification three days may two days certificate one week i'm like no people who want to learn this fully um i can't take for like 200000 people but 20 people we can so every year we'll produce 20 designers i don't want to complain that you know we don't have good designs unfortunately right i mean so let's let let's let me do my bit is where i started that and um, yeah i hope it raises the bar of design <laughs> that's wonderful so so we can say that okay ui ux is actually a full stack design uh, version of let you, you use the word ui and ux in one breath you are talking full stack designer right, right? so so and it's kind of a journey if you go yeah it is it's a um, so let me go little uh, uh, diverge a little and and really talk about business on the whole right if you really look at business if if you uh, take any business starting from your pani puri wala all the way to a trillion dollar amazon it's all the same right there are a few things that happens it's a repeatable scalable process which does a few things again and again and one of it is value creation it creates value for the customer uh, for that the customer is willing to pay and there is value communication you go tell your customer that i'm doing all of this for you and you're doing um value delivery just because you created value doesn't mean that you have delivered it all if you created a netflix and they fit buffers every <laughs> every 10 seconds i'm going to have a horrible experience right it works in mobile it doesn't work in the tv that's a horrible experience so value delivery is important and you are of course you are if if you are not financially viable then you cannot run a profitable business so value capture should be there so this entire value stream should happen if you are a designer and if you don't understand what the other parts of the value does before you go into value creation you kind of you know you are kind of doing it in a in a dark right i mean you are siloed in many ways so shouldn't we look into how business works right so if a, if you really look at a ux ui designer especially if you're moving into the strategic side of things right tactical side of things are execution i understand we go craft pixels it's craftsmanship it's taken care but this creative uh, uh, strategic creativity that comes with business design also it's not in a, you cannot design a product in a silo cannot you have to know 
who is your customer what is what is the of course desirability that's something that you are taking care but you should also make sure that whatever you are saying makes business sense isn't it so i would kind of put when you say ux ui i kind of look at that person more at the strategic side and the tactical side right i mean if you go strategic side you should know the whole so when you just use the word ux ui it just passes jitters inside me because i should be kind of a product manager i should be an experienced designer i should know ui design sometimes i should know how the bloody thing works on front end as well right how js works and all of that so this this is a composite skill and and are we having people like that and then we complain saying that designers are not available are you are asking for four planets together and this is it just doesn't make sense isn't it absolutely correct very true so as a forever design student from heart and mind you believe that you get to learn twice when you teach with educational initiatives at the national institute of design mit institute of design and the experience school so you stay always grounded with realities of visibility and bring others back to authenticity so how do you achieve that it's just staying true to how the nature of things are isn't it for example i mean i used to draw this diagram uh, I, i i used to ask my students uh, i'll put a dot there and say if this is your status quo after we finish that boot camp how big your circle is going to become probably let us for the sake of discussion we will say the radius was 1 cm and it became 2 cm that's how much you became bigger let's say you went through a four year degree so instead of 2 cm it became 5 cm right but think about how big your ignorance you know that venn diagram is the universal set is right probably 1000 cm right your 1 cm versus 1000 cm this is the mathematics still it's going to be your lifetime right i mean even when the day you are going to your grave ignorance is going to be greater than your knowledge isn't it we are not going to know everything and that is when when people come and say about fomo and all i am like we are born that way we're going to die that way why do we even care about it right so all we are trying to do is how can we use this 1 cm 2 cm 5 cm that i have gained so that i can add value i can impact lives i can make things better that's all we can do if ignorance is always going to be knowledge should i be focused on knowledge or should i be grounded with ignorance simple question right so it's intelligence to be grounded with ignorance and it is also intelligence to see how you can use your knowledge and kind of take it one step forward so that way you don't have a choice other than to be a forever student isn't it and learning as interesting as it is i i come from a cognitive science world so um i i'm deeply interested in how our brain functions and all those you know the biological aspects the psychological aspects the information processing aspects when we really look at our brain it learns in a fabulous way and it none of our schools are are having a class saying learning how to learn meta learning who taught you that nobody nobody t- we went through learning for 16 years without knowing how to learn and this was crazy the day i figured it out i was like oh my god this should be the first lecture and then we are having this period after period after period physics chemistry mathematics like that we keep going 
but how are we really understanding learning so i came up with a formula of how people learn or at least how the brain learns and then i realized that specialization is so dumb it's really dumb because our brain doesn't understand that uh, you need to allow your brain to go deeper and you need to allow your brain to wander right we call it as a focused mode and a diffused mode and just by doing this i think 20 years of my life is gone and i still feel oh my god i don't know much at all and i don't think i'm going to feel any difference even after 40 50 60 years as much as i live the better way to stay as a student is to be a teacher because <laughs> if you need to teach somebody you should know everything about that so i thought okay just by teaching i can i can learn better i'm not saying specialization is wrong specialization is great but the thing is you can't be so deeply into that so you get tunnel vision imagine you have you 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 are a dentist and you have some 32 teeth and you're specializing for each tooth it's possible our human system is so complex and so fabulously designed that it is possible that you study that one tooth for your entire life one yeah and now if you just want to live one day with that one tooth i don't think you will be able to do a good job right um you're having a needed breadth and needed depth don't be a t which is too deep without any any breadth because if you're not able to diffuse you would actually become a jerk but yeah i do respect the the knowledge they bring in but doesn't mean that that's the way to do it absolutely i highly agree with this i feel the same being a software developer working in fortune 100 company i have been working under many senior software engineers so i feel it's it's fine uh, to have some specialization you just can knowledge it 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 defines you a certain direction i, I would say but it's not all we the more we explore the more knowledge we gain along with the journey and i think that is challenging and that shapes our path as well so yeah only when you break the patterns you become creative and the, that's the that's the basis right so if for you to break the pattern it means that you have to come back to ground zero you have to come back to an empty state and that you cannot be a specialized expert in your head the hardest thing that i go through every day is to stay with that beginner's mind right i mean just being empty how can i this i would have worked in that domain for probably 10 years and uh, somebody will come and ask about it and that morning i have to be like okay i don't know anything let's start you know that's very hard to have a conversation like that and that has been definitely a struggle it's just i'm working against my brain right i mean i'm i'm trying to tell it that don't process this information so moving forward uh, problem solving creativity and what's your inspiration or what's your energy and how have you found out your passion about design so engineering is all about problem solving right i mean um you kind of break down a big piece of problem and you get into the smaller problems and that's how you solve it um but when i really looked at it beyond the patterns i was not able to go because only things that i know i have to kind of remix again and again and again so it was just a cocktail party just using whatever you know but to break that barrier and go further you needed something else which which connects this you know um, the method and the madness should be connected right and the, the human nature is so not predictable so 
sometimes totally predictable so rational sometimes so irrational sometimes something that you cannot work with versus these are set patterns like very robotic and i can work with that so how do you bring these two things the human and technology aspect because our customers are human beings our stakeholders are human beings our peers are human beings our bosses are human beings our subordinates are human beings and i'm like oh my god this i am working with <laughs> a variable <laughs> which i have no idea about and i am trying to add value to this variable and every time it is changing it's like working with a moving goal post right i mean that was very exciting and i wanted to know how does this human nature work what is the basis of this between you and me it is probably point you know point 1% that is the difference in our genome structure and look at the uniqueness with which we bring so this was very exciting for me so the biggest designer that i admire is the nature the way it has created and especially i figured it out when i was becoming a new mother um my uh, doctor used to do an ultrasound and used to tell uh, this uh, how the baby is growing she used to explain it to me because i don't understand anything that's happening in the black screen and she will tell me now he is growing nails okay and the nail is 1/16th of the size of a rice yeah 1/16 and it was like a clockwork 40 weeks amazing project management isn't it and in 32 weeks the baby turns and who told you all this and and those things were like and and then when i started looking at the plant kingdom they don't move they don't have a brain everything that moves has a brain i'm like wow you know there is a structure to this you know understanding and i started getting lot of questions like why is this happening why is this not happening um how is this working what is the system behind it and then i realized that human mind is an amazing subject by itself and it is not that cognitive science alone can solve it right there is biological aspect to it there is a psychological aspect to it there is an evolution aspect to it there is the language aspect to it there is an anthropological aspect to it there's a culture society then there is nature and there is nurture and i'm still at all i i don't think i figured out anything right that's the design i, I think that's one and only inspiration any designer need the idea is how beautiful things can be right if we can create one <laughs> thousandth of whatever nature has created i will call it a success that's beautiful that's so <laughs> yeah beautiful. isn't it yeah and and we we get to learn from all of the surroundings everywhere everything so many so yeah. many and look at it every flower mostly it will have five petals nothing more nothing more yes. how it talking about humans uh we gather our senses and we analyze we visualize we hear we listen everything so most important is we visualize and we see things how important is visualization and uh how to understand the engineering behind the visuals or let's say visual engineering i recently talked about it in one of the community meets the idea is <laughs> here is my latest finding this is i was asking this question if our brains are having higher visual processing capability then why are we using 
words i mean really uh, if if it is so easy for you to process and and the data says that uh, depending upon how your visual is how clearly it is articulate it can take it, it the, the speed is 1 is to 15x to 60x which means if i showed you <laughs> Uh, uh, an image and uh, if I showed you a word you would have processed that image much faster than the actual word right I Correct. mean this is how our brains are built so working with the human system um, probably we should be using more and more of visuals because it's going to be easier on the brain we call this as a you know a cognitive load uh, if I can use that jargon so it's basically making your brain work little uh, harder, right? And our brain's only job is to not think. Yeah, thinking is very, very energy intensive. And a lot of us think that the brain is for thinking. Actually, if you go and ask the brain, hey brain, what do you want to do? It will say, I don't want to think because it is super expensive for it to think. So if you can reduce um, the amount of processing that is happening in your brain in whatever possible ways then go do it and, and that is where visuals play a major role of coming and making it much faster to process the information so your stimulus to your action is happening very very quickly and that's fabulous right I mean that is where we should be using visuals so my finding eight or nine weeks ago was like hmm the printing press that happened as a part of industrial revolution could do 26 characters and 10 letters. It was easy for them to play with these 36 items and they were able to really harness efficiency and effectiveness. The consequence of that, the consequence of that communication is we, are, we have produced tons and tons and tons of words with just these, you know, combinations of um, characters right but if you have to produce visuals you should have produced probably 36 billion of them it is not possible it's not efficient so that is what is the consequence of uh, you know we going one way um, and completely overloading look at all of our books it's full of words 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 and if we need to really you know um, uh, look at it from a brain's perspective and not from an industrial uh, revolution perspective I think we should be more visual visual that is why kids book you find it very easy to read yeah comics you find it very easy to read any picture book you will find it easy to read right I mean imagine if all of our textbooks your your mitochondria and thermodynamics were all taught to you in pictures probably you would have retained most of it isn't it so my um, my goal or rather my greed is to reduce your cognitive overload because the more and more you are overloaded the more and more your brain is actually screaming for help and it will take you in a path where you will get into information abundance information overload information processing you you will just shut down right i mean that's not a good thing my next question is from your initial days uh, as senior human factors engineer performing experience mapping to positively impacting billions of lives across the globe. So what has stayed consistent in your journey? Um, the core of the process, nothing has changed. To me, it is the old wine in the new, new bottle. I mean, it's more jargons have come now. 
but we always had design ops because that's the only way we can deliver we always had design culture because that's the only way we could have creativity we always had a value creation process starting from discovery going into insighting and then coming and thinking about ideas conceptualizing going to uh, and, and and setting a direction imperatives and then this process hasn't changed at all and even you know from your ui perspective information design interaction design uh, interface design and then you know kind of putting it together in the form of prototyping none of it has changed just that the number of diagrams in the google has changed i stay away from all these jargons just to spare myself and my brain with more confusion i i don't actually read uh, unless or until it is a very published and it is a literature which uh, my colleagues and you know come and tell me that you have to take a look at it till then i don't read so i don't have news i don't have uh, instagram influence none of this none so i i i stay pure in that sense <laughs> that's great to hear whether it's difficult to adopt this habit so you have a voice and you use it responsibly to craft designers and design leaders globally by education writing speaking and mentoring so how do you visualize the future trends for the design industry or what do you do like to share with upcoming designers from a practitioner's point of view as i said this is one profession which you know god himself did 50% of the work he created human beings and they are not changing right so it's only the other 50% that we are dealing with so um the future designers and the existing designers we are all lucky to be in this field in many many ways so the only thing others have to work 100% we need to work only 50% which is awesome right so that 50% the the form and shape of what we are doing will be determined by other factors for example if you look at human computer interaction is directly proportional to the rise of emerging technologies now the more and more technically we are able to do things we will go and solve problems differently so have an eye on how the other parameters are changing so that use that and solve problems better so the design part doesn't change so much but how are you able to use the other variables so that you can add more value earlier for us to really make a prototype we had to use html css and you know uh, it, making an interactive life prototype was such a big deal and then probably invision came and said hey click through prototypes chuck 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 done right and and then justin mind came and said okay we will make not just click through but a little more interactive prototyping and now we are like we have so many no code tools which is allowing us to you know kind of idea to reality in just less than 8 hours what are we talking about earlier we used to spend 8 weeks going ahead and doing usability studies and this and that and now we are like you know what at the end of the day if you are if your idea is not you know uh, validated by the customer we drop it or we do something about it we know what to do we know what not to do and this is very powerful i'm so grateful that the other parameters the other fields are actually helping us to to propel us forward so as designers i think we should use uh, how robotics is coming how data uh what we could not see in usability studies today your analytics can say it can give you an experience map 
in such a way that you can actually go and see which screen may what happened which pixel he was clicking and he dropped out of that app when was the app installed when was the app uninstalled all of this i will know and that's powerful right i mean you know exactly everybody knows what happened a designer knows why it happened at least you can guess right so go do that part better so instead of really going ahead and 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 figuring out what more for design let's say this is design design hasn't changed but everything else around it is changing so how can we go ahead and make use of it so if somebody comes and some tool comes and makes a super productive don't be worried about it and handshake and say great job dude and just keep moving on and uh, that's the only way we will be able to progress as a civilization but one thing we will never be able to solve without designers is really kind of mapping all of it for um for the human being right that's our job i think that's that's pretty much what we should be doing we shouldn't be worrying about anything else so amazing thank you for your wonderful insights a message that you want to share with our audience message mm. there there are two parts to thinking right i mean we we keep talking about um as a designer we need to be creative we need to be uh we need to break the barriers and 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 we we keep talking about these things but have you ever wondered why uh, and how these things happen and if you kind of look deeper i i want to share one tip with you that you need to think with your whole body that's the only way you can think if you start thinking only with your brain then you are going to take only parts of it so if you're if you're having an unstructured learning for example you are learning from your blogs you you have newsletters you have tweets you have threads whatever right and you are you are kind of you know taking everything that's coming in the only advice i would i would tell them is please don't take everything directly take a drop of it put it inside you and if it resonates with you right then hold that you know reject everything else if you keep doing this rejection process i think you will be able to uh, you know think better and you'll be able to think with the whole body and by just just experiencing whatever you know the information whether it is structured or unstructured you are imbibing it and go ahead and put it out there right you start doing it so you are kind of using your brain you're thinking a lot and you're doing a little you're thinking a lot and doing a little thinking doing and this process needs to continue every single day and if you are able to do that consistently i think that is how you really become a designer that is why we say anybody can become designer because anybody who can be consistent with thinking and doing can do this but is it easy hmm, not at all you have to it's like weight loss right only you have to do it <laughs> nobody else can do it for you so <laughs> it's like your yoga and you have to do it otherwise you you don't see the effects so because you have to do it and consistency is a very hard thing so go ahead and keep you know learning about it every single day and if you can consistently think with your entire self and have that individuality that this is my version it's okay and there could be 1000 versions that has to be your version too and then your design will speak to you it will resonate with you and i would say that that's how every designer should be like totally individualistic otherwise you can't create isn't it 
that's beautiful and with this we come to an end of this particular episode so thank you so much karthi for being with us this is a real good inside with your experience and we got to learn a lot of new perspectives a lot of new realizations i would say so yeah thanks a lot for adding your valuable thoughts here with us thank you <laughs> thank you for having me